Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We speak today to E.B. Tucker. He's a non-executive director at Metalla Royalty. Uh, he's also an author. He's just written a book called Why Gold, Why and Now. Now, this is quite a good introduction for people thinking of investing in the commodity space for the first time. In this case, he talks about gold, obviously. Uh, I play a, uh, the role of an unsuspecting, unknowing investor wondering whether I should be investing in gold. And E.B. tries to persuade me whether I should or not invest in physical gold. Let's see how he gets on. Enjoy the podcast. EB, how are you doing, sir? Pretty good. Thanks for having me today. No, no, cool. We've been wanting to get you on uh, for a while, but um, we noticed that you'd written a book recently. You've been uh, pumping it uh, into the market. People are aware of it, and we wanted to understand a little bit more. But um, can we just kind of kick off for people who don't know you uh, and and give them a little bit one-minute bio, and then we'll kind of get into the book? Well, sure. People might have seen me on uh, interviews and talking about gold uh, over the last few years. But what they might not know is that prior to that, for five years, I wrote Doug Casey's newsletter, The Casey Report. So Doug and I worked hand in hand covering the markets. As people know, Doug's been in the uh, kind of a fixture of that market for a long time. And then there's an even further backstory, because the reason I I did that is because a guy named Porter Stansberry bought uh, Doug's business. And I had written Porter's letter for you know, three or four years prior to that. And if you want to go even further, the, the way I got into that is, is I ran a mining stock uh, hedge fund with Brett Heath, who is the CEO of Metalla. And this is now going back before I had any gray hairs at all. And uh, we, we had expertise in that, in that industry. And we closed down the, the fund in early 2013. And I went to work for, for Stansbury. So I was kind of this, you know, in-house gold expert uh, for those guys, but there's there's many, many years before. And in the book, I, I tell this story of how this all transpired all the way back to 2008 so that people can kind of see the, the steps. But it's been a long journey and it's been a fun journey. Fantastic. So you're more than qualified to talk about the subject of gold, which is what we're going to do now. So your book is um, Why Gold, Why Now? The purpose of it is to watch again just give us a brief summary of you know what's the purpose of the book don't don't tell us about the book just what's the purpose of it well so this book happened very quickly because uh a friend of mine came to me and said i want to buy gold i explained to him how everything works he went to his raymond james broker who told him if he bought him gold he would lose his license think about that it's unbelievable i mean you can buy gold gld or any number of etfs on on the stock exchange I can't imagine someone thinking they'd lose their license. And it all of a sudden snap dawned on me that you've got brokers with $100, $200 million under management at major investment houses that have no idea how to buy gold, what it looks like, what it costs, why you would want to own it. And these are professionals, licensed, the titans of the industry. These guys are very successful and uh, they have no idea. And so my, my friend said, well, you should make a, a TED talk about this. I said, well, that, that's a ridiculous waste of time. Everyone should know that you, you, this is how you get a Kruger in and this is what it's worth. And he goes, nobody knows this stuff. I mean, nobody knows this stuff. So, so here's, here's my point that I want to, to share with you today so that you can understand kind of what this looks like. Everyone, everyone in the world, except for beatniks and you know, a few guys that live outside, is in the money game, like it or not. You're working 
so that you can spend less than you earn and have a better life tomorrow. That's the goal, right? You want to live somewhere decent that you feel safe. You want to, you know, have some wheels and be able to get around and do the things you do. Everyone is trying to work hard to, to set up tomorrow to be a little bit better. Otherwise, you wouldn't be working. And so, therefore, you're in the money game. Even if you're an artist or even if you're an editor, or you do something that's not, it's not in the actual money business, you are involved in this money game. And this game is in serious trouble right now. So you might say, well, I don't care about money things and I don't, I don't worry about this stuff. I know, but you're like it or not, you're in there. Now, you could give that all up and live in a tent, but probably you don't want to do that. So it's time to focus because there's never been more urgency than, than today okay. for this. Let's get into it, okay? Before you download the whole book to me, let's, let's, let's do a role play, okay? So I'm gonna, you, you're selling it. You're, you're saying, why gold, why now? I want you to sell that to me. I don't know anything about gold. I'm lucky enough to have a little bit of spare cash. So, uh, and I'm getting lots of advice from technology companies, healthcare companies, cannabis companies, still still a few around. I'm getting uh, advice from everyone saying that I should be investing in them. You're saying gold. So talk to me about that. So try and persuade me that I need gold. Yeah, you're the average guy. You've got, you know, a thousand pounds in your checking account. OK, and I'm going to tell you, listen, pretty soon they're going to charge you to keep that money there. <clears throat> Wait a minute. What, what do you mean? Yeah, they're going to charge you 10 pounds a year to keep that money there. I'm dead serious. There's going to be negative interest rates. They will charge you to put the money. What are you going to do with that money? Well, you're going to pull it out of the bank and do something with it. Maybe you buy stock. Stock market seems pretty overvalued. Maybe you buy an apartment or you know save up and buy some real estate. That seems pretty overvalued. This money is going to rush into the market. And what are you going to do? You, are you going to get into that game? You don't want to be in that game. Gold is a unique asset right now because it does nothing. And that's what you want it to do. Absolutely nothing. Gold is not someone else's liability. If you buy stock, the company has to make money in order for you to benefit. If you buy an apartment, someone has to rent it and has to pay you. If you buy a government treasury, the government has to behave itself. None of these things are happening. None of these things are happening. So with gold, you buy gold, you hold the gold. When you want to sell the gold, you sell it instantaneously for any for any currency in the whole world. It has no liability. And so as we enter this world of negative interest rates, the average person is going to say, I'm not paying HSBC to hold my money. I've got to do something with my money. But doing something is going to be much harder than you think. Okay. But you're making a bunch of assumptions there, okay? You're making assumptions that I feel confident enough and know enough to pick the thing that I should invest in, okay? And the truth is most people don't, okay? Um, I don't know enough about the technology space or healthcare or quite frankly, gold. Now you're talking about gold as physical gold there, I think. But if we, let's, let's say I do for whatever reason have, I'm drawn to gold. There's physical gold, ETFs, you can buy coins, you can buy equities, there's lots of options there. But I, I'm, yes. let's, let's say I'm not quite there yet. So you're, you're trying to persuade me gold is the solution because you, know, you buy it and it, and it doesn't, doesn't do too much. You're saying, I'm kind of feeling right now that I want to keep my money in the bank because it, it, although I'm going to be charged, at least there's very little risk. It's a, it's a, few, you know, it's a few percentage points, no big deal. Sure. And, and just you got to hope that there's not a virus that doubles the, the federal budget in a matter of four weeks or that there's civil unrest that shuts down the entire economy or that there's uh, some sort of election circus that derails that you just got to hope that all these things don't happen so that so that everything remains on course. In the U.S., we have this big problem where we've doubled 
we doubled the federal budget almost overnight. And, and people say, who's going to pay for this? No one's going to pay for it because we're literally going to create enough money to, to, to cover this. Now, isn't that going to create inflation? No, it's not going to create inflation. It's going to create deflation. The asset prices out, the, the return on assets is going down, not up. So now you're going to be stuck with the situation where everything that you're buying is up in price, but everything that you own is going down in price. Isn't this confusing? I mean, we're now entering a time where, like it or not, even the average kid in their 20s that's just started working has got to figure out how to be some degree of a macroeconomist because you've never in history seen these types of forces. Never before. And you know, you're never going to see them again because this is going to keep going until it reaches a total reset of the system. So in the book, we go, why gold, which we establish a history of governments being a terrible steward of their currencies, which is what we use to spend and save. We, we just go through a little pattern of how many examples do you want? 10 or 20? We, we have hundreds. But, but there's the point. Then, but there's not the point, EB. Yeah. Isn't that the point? There are cycles, yeah. okay? And we always come out the other side. So they're just cycles. Right now, gold's high. I'm not yeah. sure why I'd want to buy gold now. It's nearly 1,700 bucks. You're gonna, t you're gonna need gonna to tell go me. Higher. Well, how much yeah. higher and why? Ten, $10 trillion is the value of all the gold in the whole world. And, and pushing 300 trillion is the value of all the debt. And it's climbing very, very quickly. And this debt system will go bigger and bigger and bigger until it goes reset. It doesn't explode. It resets and it revalues. And so what happens if you don't hold something that, that is, is not subject to this revaluation, you're just converted into the new system. There's all, all in history been these conversions. All of a, you have a bank holiday, you have a conversion, boom, there you are. Your money is sitting in HSBC. It's very easy to, to convert you. Okay. So what's happening is, is that you're, you're preserving wealth outside of that system. You keep playing the money game. But what you've got is a tiny degree of savings. You know, when we go through part three, how to buy gold, we start out with how much gold? We play with some numbers. We play with 3% of your assets. We play with 5%. Gold is not some sort of speculative, speculative trade where you go, you know, take all your money and take a mortgage and buy as much of it as you can. It's not like that. It's just money. And so we play with these small numbers and then we say, how do you do it? We look at common coins, which is the best way. We look at ETFs, mining stocks. These are terrible ways. And then we, we give someone the understanding that if you've never seen an ounce of gold before, when, you get, when you're done reading this, you have a total understanding of the landscape and it makes sense. And then you can make decisions. And then you can say, hang on a second. I want a hedge against what's happening because I see what's happening and I know something's wrong. Everyone knows something's wrong. If you ask them, they say, something doesn't seem right about what's going on right now. But, but I get that. So, but at me, as the average guy, I'm going, I'm looking at this, I'm going, this is big government. I, I'm just not bright enough to understand this. Obviously, very smart people are making decisions, you know, to do quantitative easing. Some of these very smart people are managing the economy. I've just got to get on with my day job. And my day job is whatever, whatever I, I do to earn my money to kind of pay, you know, pay for my bills and pay for my food and so forth. You're asking me, as the average guy, to go, do you feel bad about the way things are going? Yeah. Do I know what to do? I don't think I do. I don't think I do, because cycles come and go. Um, I'm whatever age I'm at, I'm 50 years old, let's say. And I've, it, it's been fine, I've gone through these cycles. It hasn't really harmed me. I haven't noticed any change in my life. So, you know, the, the, the macro things that you're saying, I, I don't understand them. I don't understand what's the impact on me going to be. You said things might get more expensive, the things that I need to buy might get more expensive, um, whilst you know we're pumping trillions of dollars 
um, out as part of this quantitative easing program. So you're, you're, what, are you, what are you saying to me? I, I, don't, I don't get it. It's too confusing. All right. So let's so let's let's get simple in, in life terms. Let's think forward because all of us biologically are programmed to reproduce and to carry on the species. I mean, most people will have a child or adopt a child or do something and carry and pass things forward. In 1900, if your ancestor took $1,000 of US cash, put it into an envelope, and $1,000 of gold into another envelope, okay? That $1,000 of cash is barely enough to get you an economy class ticket from New York to London. I don't think you would make it. You, they would stop you in Iceland and put you off because it would be halfway. The $1,000 of gold is worth $80,000 today. So think about this. This is the same thousand. So your ancestors saved money and said, you know what? I want to put this away for the next generation or maybe the next generation, okay, into an envelope. It didn't make it. The $1,000 back then was worth a lot. It was, it, was, it was a serious amount of money, like a down payment for something. I mean, it was, it was real money. It didn't make it. It goes to, today to $80,000. And so people's attitude of, well, I just want to keep working in the current system. I know the system's broken. I know there's going to be problems. I know that probably I'm going to pay for those problems, but I just don't, I don't want to do anything. I just want someone else to do it for me and hope it's going to be okay. You really have to wonder, well, what, what are you doing? Why are you, why are you working 50 hours a week? Because everyone professes to be, I'm a hard worker. I, I really, I know how to really do it, you know, but, but why? What's the point of it? The point of it is to build something. That's the point of it. I mean, we're all doing, even if you're a barista, you're saying, I'm doing this so that I can go to school or I can go do something else or one day I can own the coffee shop. I mean, that's, okay. that's why we're doing this. Great, so, great analogy. You know, but one more, one more quick, yeah, on. one more quick thing on this. We go back to 2000, we go back to 2000 because people say, well, 1900, that's a long time ago. We go back to 2000. If you bought a thousand dollars of the gold and a thousand dollars of the Berkshire Hathaway, the gold has outperformed Berkshire Hathaway. Okay. So, 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 and remember it's, it's four to one outperformed the S and P since 2000. And so these things are reaching extreme. So, I mean, you're right, there's cycles, but you're in this point of the cycle where things are getting very, very crazy, very fast, and everybody senses that. Okay, great example. Okay, now as the average guy, I, I sort of understand what you're saying. It's a very visual uh, um, description, thank you. So why now? Gold's at 1,700 bucks, um, go back, I guess nine months now, it was at 1,250 bucks for quite a long time. Wasn't that the time to buy? Why, why are you telling me to buy now? Depends on who you're asking. I personally was, I thought it was a great time to buy, but, but gold hit a high in 2011 of $1,900. And then it settled down for, for several years and, and got its footing. And now it's, it's, now think about what's happened since 2011. Now, I, as I write in the book, you know, bef before the last crisis, the government would have never, you would have never thought we'd have 0% interest rates for eight years. You would have never thought we'd have a $3 trillion budget deficit financed at 0%. You would have never thought this stuff. It's all happening. It's all happening right now. So, it's, so things, are, things are, are much further ramped up than they were uh, 10 years ago. And so we expect gold takes out that $1,900 and moves to $2,500. I mean, we think it'll take out the $1,900 this year. And so remember, we're not betting on gold to make a bunch of money. It's not like a, a small crypto currency that we're buying, hoping that it explodes and goes to the moon. It's not going to do that. But the thing is, the 10 trillion of gold in the world could easily be 15 trillion. It's very, it's a very fair number. And that's a 50% gain. Now, the book walks you through every possible way to own it, which obviously royalty companies for me are the way to, to, 
that I love to own it. We don't need to get into that. But basically, this this gold, you can always sell. You're the average guy. You can always take this Kruger in down the street and sell it. Okay. Five years from now, whatever. I promise you, someone will buy that from you instantly, and you'll be you'll have it outside. You'll have a buffer against the system between now and then. Okay, so before we get into the, the what, let's, let's, carry, let's stick, stick with the, the why now bit, which is, and the, the question I, I want to ask there is, um, you know, you, you said, okay, the, the economy is screwed. We, you need to hedge your bets uh, because this thing's only going one way. And, and according to you, the price is going to get up to uh, two and a half thousand bucks. So what's your, what's your timing on that? The timing is this year will break nineteen hundred. Great, and then you, we then we'll then we'll give you a time on the on the on the twenty five hundred, but it'll move there. But this year it'll break the nineteen hundred. It's seventeen hundred now. It'll break nineteen hundred, and then we'll reassess the the timing of the okay, next. Okay, but I, I okay again. I'm, don't forget, I'm the average guy here. I just want to understand. So, I, I, should I be listening to these headlines which talk about five thousand and ten thousand dollar gold imminent? Because that to me no. screams desperate, no, but, but, and I don't believe yeah, it. I don't believe well, it. Well, okay, but look, yeah, but the thing is, is that is that these things happen in a a sequence, and you can't really know. You know, maybe gold's like a, if you asked me in February where will gold go, I would have told you the nineteen hundred, which I did publicly on television. Okay, but I never would have imagined that we would have a virus shock and we would throw two and a half trillion dollars at it in a month. And then now a month later, we'd say, turns out everything's fine. I mean, well, what about the money? Well, you know, people, they're gonna need a long time to pay that back. <laughs> so, so I would have never imagined that. So these things start happening so quickly and everyone's caught in the headlines. I mean, you're there with your mask on, you know, in the tube, like, well, I can't touch anything. I don't know what to do, I'm terrified. You know, the, you're distracted, it's all happening. And next, here we come, the second wave is coming in the fall and the election is coming and it's just gonna keep coming. And so you get, you get dizzy from the day-to-day -day confusions in, in the society, but you've got to look back and say, wait a minute, why am I doing all this? Why am I working? What is the point of all this? It's the point of this is to, to have a better life. And at the same time, the, the currency is working against me. You know, you've got, you've just got the world's flooded in money, okay? It's flooded in money and it's not creating inflation. It's, it's making everything you own cheaper and everything you need more expensive. It's the worst possible scenario. Okay, I'm buying it. So we've ticked two things off. We've ticked two things off. Well, you actually, no, come on, I, answer me the question. Why, aren't you, why can't you tell me um, what you think gold's gonna do next year? Because, you know, Corona's because, kind of thrown because, a spoke in the wheel. I, you know, go on. Yeah, so I mean, so, so, so just so so people know, it's it's sorcery to to start picking uh, random target. You did it in February. Points, you know, it's you did it. In, you, know? you did it in February. Yeah, for this year, for this for this year. Yeah, yeah, for this year. It's easy to see what's what's ahead here this year, but once once this happens, like no professional money manager says, "I'll I'll sell in eighteen months and then I'll buy." In, 27 months and then I'll, it's just impossible because you're, then you're just arranging things and Great. it doesn't work that way. The market okay. will, if I, you go into the market that way, you'll, you lose it all. Okay. I believe you. Yeah. As the average guy, I now believe you. It's just when I see those headlines, we're talking about being able to predict the future. 
it kind of it's kind of off-putting. It's very salesy. Um, so let's go to the third bit, which is yeah. the the what. Now you've, you touched upon a few things. Though. You said something kind of interesting to me. You said ETFs uh, and equities is, is madness. Why? Well, okay. So so th what you've got to realize is a business. The, the, when you buy stock in a business, Amazon or anything, you're you're buying equity in that business that entitles you to a piece of their profits. And so you have to look at company profits. You have to say they've had the lowest corporate tax rates in history. They've spent a fortune buying their own stock back because they've been able to sell bonds for 1% and buy their own stock back. And so you look at, you look at stocks and you say, they're about, as, they're about as, as, as juiced up as they can get. I mean, there's not a whole lot. The only thing that could happen that's great for stocks is people will be spending twice as much money. You know, so I mean, that, that would be a boost for the companies. Now, that doesn't mean the companies, the stocks crash to zero. It just means it's not that great of a time to own the stock because you've already priced in this expectation of greatness far, far into the future. And so any disappointment is going to be bad for the stock. What you want to look for is things where you have to have this conversation. I would have never had to have this conversation with you about buy Amazon because you would have been like, oh, let me tell you, they send me all my books. It's amazing. They bring the food to me. I love these guys. So you don't need to have a, an explanation of buy Amazon because everyone is already completely sold on the idea that this is the best thing they could buy. Okay, so that tells you something. So, so gold is something that no one wants to buy. Your broker doesn't want to buy it. No one wants to buy it. Everyone thinks it's a terrible idea. This is the best idea. So, so when, if you were telling someone buy Amazon in, in 2002, you would have said that's a stupid uh, book company on the internet, which is also stupid. I'm not sure I want to do any of that. So this is how the cycles work to your, to your point, right? This is why stocks, look, Robinhood has made it accessible for everyone to buy stocks. I mean, at Metallo, you know, we, we can track the number of Robinhood shareholders we have. It's, it's, it's really high. And, and so this is something it's, it's it, every zero commission, you know, they're, they're, they're speculating in these stocks. I mean, it's, you've got about as much activity in stocks as you can get and peak pricing. So, I mean, give it a break, you know, pull back from it. I, I own some stocks, but not that many. And I'm not terribly excited about plowing more money into them at the moment. That's a very long explanation. Don't forget, I'm a simple guy. Give me, give me the summary. Why should I not buy equities? You told me that you're worried about how things are going. You know, you look around, there's plywood on the windows. I mean, there's, there's riots, there's a lot of problems going on. Stock implies someone walking into that business, making a transaction, and that business making a profit. Talk to the owner of that business. What's she worried about? How am I going to make payroll? <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't sound like an enthusiastic, you know, person that's going to buy a beach house this year when the when the when the banner year is over. That's stocks. Stocks stocks are your piece of the profit of that business. And when, when you got bags of sand and plywood in front, I don't know what profits are going to look like. Okay. And, and you're saying that just because of current conditions or you think things won't, won't improve for businesses going forward? Because you invest in them. You're a royalty company. You've got to know what you're doing. We don't care about profits. Yeah, we, we, it doesn't matter to us. We get a piece off the top. We're the tax man. So that's different. You know, we get 1%. Whatever they do underground is, is yeah. their business. You don't care. I like it. I do like royalties, but uh, okay. So let's say I buy into all of those things. Okay. So I buy why gold. I buy why now. 
Um, what we haven't talked about is, you know, the, the type of gold that you would invest in. You don't like ETFs, you don't like commodities, you like physical gold. I assume you like gold coins uh, as well as gold bars, whatever form it comes in. Nothing too esoteric there, I imagine. Yeah. Let me give you a tip. So I tell people in the book about each one of these things. Like okay. We talk about collectibles and we say, this is a no-fly zone. Please don't buy these, but here's how they work, okay? We talk about bars. We talk about every size bar that is out there. And then we tell people, look, probably don't buy bars. I mean, if you're starting out, don't go buy a gram of gold. I mean, it's just it's pretty useless. You know, you're going to pay a lot of premiums. That means the, the broker charges you some degree of premium to get the gold and then sell it to you. What we think is a good starting point is uh, Krugerrand, uh, South African Krugerrand, U.S. Eagle, or Canadian Maple Leaf. These are good starting points in one ounce denominations. And, and if you can't afford an ounce, okay, fine, buy some silver, you know, and occupy your time doing that because it's a good starting point. But one ounce gold coins, these are common coins, they're recognizable. You can put the coin in your pocket, you can fly to Shanghai, take it out and sell it instantly. And, and everyone knows what it's worth and trusts its value. It's a really safe place to start. Where do I keep this stuff? Now you're making me nervous because I've got all this valuable stuff. What do I do? Put it under my mattress? No, because that's where everyone looks. But put it somewhere where no one would think to look. You know, the the the, the you know you know my friend my friend had some experience with criminals. He he told me hide stuff by the front door because no one looks there, <laughs> so they go straight for the mattress. So so anyway, but look, my my advice, which I tell people in the book, is is as you build your gold you know, your gold savings, keep it in multiple places. I mean, get a safe deposit box, keep some gold there, get a safe at your house, keep some gold there, get, you know, get, get all these different things. And what if someone robs your, your, your house? Well, did they rob the bank as well and everything? I mean, you remember with gold, talk to guys that were alive, you know, during World War II that fled countries. They weren't trying to stay, they weren't trying to get rich. They were trying to, to live. Like to, they were trying to have mobility to to go, you know, to, to go to another place to get to Paris or something and like get establish themselves. And that was the whole purpose. And they knew that the, the gold transferred when the money didn't, you know, the gold crossed that border and was currency in the next place. And so you're 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 not really trying to outsmart the world and to never have a problem. You know, you're trying to say this is my savings and I don't want all my savings you know, exposed to the, to the same thing. So you kind of end up like a spider where you have many legs. Okay, EB, like th thanks for running through that. So the book is called Why Gold, Why Now? It's for people who perhaps are wondering about how to invest in gold. So you're gonna talk about obviously the, the, the why and, and, uh, and, and, and how component and the what component. Um, they should read that. Where do they get that? And get that online, Amazon? Amazon. Worldwide. Yeah, it goes uh, Kindle and, and Amazon print worldwide. Uh, also, the Audible version is, is awaiting uh, do, you, do you read that? That should be up any day now. I read that, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, it's five hours. So, Good work. Yeah, so people can enjoy that. Uh, so that's done. And, and the thing is, is that the book is entertaining. It's all stories from my career of being left in Mexico, you know, by mining companies and, uh, you know, like, it's just, it's all things that happened. And, and, and you should feel like you're walking through with an expert and having a good time of it. And, and it's, not, it's not a lecture, you know, it's, it's, it's enjoyable. 
Fantastic. Well, I look, I look forward uh, to reading it. So I have not managed to read it yet. Uh, I will download it onto Kindle tonight. So thank you very much for that. We'll see you soon. And do come on the show and talk to us all about Matala Royalty. Things are going well there by all accounts. Yeah, they're going fantastic. You know, we started it at $1.20 uh, 42 months ago. We're at $8. So let me check the price. Seven seven ninety five, and uh, and and we expect you know we expect more to come there. I mean, it's it's the company. I tell about the philosophy of why we started the company, how we started it, what the purpose of the company is. I mean, it's it's a deeply philosophical company. It has firm structures in place for how it's how it builds itself, and you can understand that when you read the book. You'll see that you know there's there's a lot of thought that goes behind it, and that's why the stock price looks like that. Okay, EB, thanks again for your time. We'll speak to you again soon. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.